Hello and welcome to another episode of The Golden Nugget. I am, as always, your host, Rob Gold. And this week, as always, I am here to talk about Premier League results, predictions, and obviously talking about uh, wrestling as well. Previewing both Raw, so reviewing Raw, previewing SmackDown, and also reviewing a bit about the Elimination Chamber. Also, given a small preview of the shows for OTT, which are the Dublin show of the Gap Party, as well as the Belfast show as well of the Gap Party. So without further ado, we will get straight, stuck straight into the Premier League matches that happened over the weekend, also along with the Carabao Cup uh, final between Chelsea and Liverpool. So first thing is the Premier League fixtures. We will go over. Uh, we will start off with Aston Villa versus Forest. It was predicted as a home win for Aston Villa, and that's what it was. It was a home win. Then we move on to Brighton versus Everton. I had this match down for a home win, but it turned out to be a draw. Then we had pa Crystal Palace versus Burnley. I had it down as a draw, and it was a home win for Crystal Palace. Then we move on to Manchester United against Fulham. I had it down as a home win because United's form and the way they've been playing recently had actually been well enough, um, but they actually lost to Fulham um, as well. And then we move on to Bournemouth against Man City. I had this match as a draw, and, and the reflection in the match, it should have been a draw, but Manchester City did walk away with the three points. Then we had Arsenal versus Newcastle United. I honestly thought Newcastle should have, would have put up a bigger fight in this match. Uh, but Arsenal at home um, did come away with the three points. Then we move on to Wolves against Sheffield United. I predicted this one as a home win, um, and that's what it was. Um, but it didn't, but it came with um, some controversy um, in regards, not just regard, not in regards to the goal, but in regards to a scuffle between two Sheffield United players on the pitch which is something that you don't really see too often in football, but it can happen. Then we had West Ham against Brentford. I predicted this one as no way win, but it was actually West Ham home team uh, went out winners uh, of this match. Then we go on to the Carabao Cup final itself. So the Carabao Cup final itself featured Chelsea against Liverpool. This is the third time that these teams have met in this not in, 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 a, in a final between you know the FA Cup final, Carabao Cup final and that and each match that they've had has came out a draw um, and the other ones had actually went into penalties. Now there, there was controversy in this game in a couple of incidents. Um, so yes Chelsea had a couple of attempts which Kelleher, the Liverpool goalkeeper, kept out. And that, so we did save Liverpool in that regard. But Liverpool did have their chances where their keeper came into question as well. And that, and their keeper uh, made some uh, important saves as well. But the big talking point, two big talking points in the match were should uh, Sacedo have been sent off for the tackle on uh, Ryan Gravenberg in the first half? On first look, whenever I seen it back, I thought, oh yeah, he should have been sent off. The more I look at it, I think that the more you look at it, the worse it does look, in a sense. But he was lower on the ankle compared to what 
you know, on first look as such. But, um, but I had seen tackles over that weekend that were very similar, that some weren't given for a red and some and one was. And it's because of obviously the height in the tackle. But it was, a, it was like the ball was nowhere near the play. And that's what was making me think, why wasn't this given as a red? Yes, so you could see if it was clearly given as a yellow, you could understand. Had the referee seen it, he probably would have given a red card and it may have been overturned on review as it being a yellow card, which could have been a right call as well. But because the referee didn't see it, VAR couldn't have been, but VAR did check it as a potential red card and chose not to do anything about it. So that was incident number one. Then the we had incident number two in the second half, which was the offside goal from Virgil van Dijk in the second half, which when you when you look at it, It's, it's one of those ones where you're like, how, how was this not given as a goal? Because the more you look at it, the worse you feel about it because the, the, an ex-referee had said that the, the goal shouldn't have stood, which it didn't stand in, in the end. Because there was a block on a player from Endo who didn't touch the ball, so this is the important thing. So Van Dijk was the one that touched the ball. No one else touched the ball before this. Endo was the only one who was in an offside position. But he was judged to have been interfering with play because he blocked a player who they reckon that could have gotten to the ball had he not have been, had he, had he have been there in that position. But because of the block by Endo, that the goal was ruled out for offside because of that. Now, this is the complication bit that I have with it. So when you look at what happened last week in the Premier League match um, between, I think it was Newcastle and Bournemouth, I think it might have been. Um, was, it, was it Bournemouth? No, it wasn't Bournemouth. It was... I'm just, I'm just trying to get the match out it was now. Uh, let me see. And it was definitely, it was definitely Newcastle involved with it. Uh, just trying to see how far back it was. I can show back this out. Looking over the matches there to see who it would have been or should have been. Um, actually, was it that one? Um, no, it definitely wasn't. It definitely was Newcastle. I'm really, I'm really sure of it. I'm really sure it was last week. It's definitely, I'm really sure it was Newcastle. Um, or maybe, maybe it was, and that was that was how they got their how they got their goal in a match. But yeah, 
But anyway, so the ball came in, player was in an offside position from a free kick. It's the exact same way as Endo was. Only thing was, the difference was, the player, the opposing player, had, was pulled in the box and a penalty was given. Now, this is where it gets interesting for me because VAR had looked at this, said even though he was in an offside position, apparently he didn't interfere with the play. So I'm like, well, if a penalty was given, then how could he not? So the check for the offside first. Somehow he's not offside. I don't get how he's not offside. Because they said, because he's not the player that the ball touches first or whatever, or the ball, do you know what I mean? But if the penalty's been given, even though the ball doesn't go anywhere near him, penalty's been given, even though he is in an offside position. And that was how I'm kind of like confused as to why that goal, that penalty was given. Because to me, it should have been offside. If you're given an offside for that, or if you're given a penalty for that, then you have to allow the goal for Liverpool. Because Endo was offside, yes, but the ball didn't reach Endo. It, Van Dijk was the one who touched it. So if the letter of the law for offside is, it's the player that touches the ball, who is the one who would be offside. But Van Dijk was onside, Endo had blocked the player, but Endo was in an offside position, but he wasn't the one that touched the ball. So to me, this is why the goal should have been given because of that rule. But because VAR want to try and screw Liverpool up so badly this season, they tried to interfere with that and they couldn't. Because obviously Van Dijk, in the second half of extra time, went up and planted a header past Petrovic in the Chelsea goal to from a Simicas corner to send the Liverpool fans in the delirium and add another trophy to the cabinet. Um, which gives Liverpool 10 League Cup trophies. Um, and yeah, and another trophy for Jurgen Klopp in his reign as Liverpool manager and his final season as Liverpool manager as well. So, folks, that is the football chat side of things done, taken care of. Um, we do have some FA Cup action this week as well, um, which I will go over um, some fixtures as well. So, and we know that Manchester City are playing, they've actually not long finished their match um, where they played Luton Town in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And it was at Luton. And it finished Luton Town to Manchester City six, with Erling Haaland scoring five of them and Mateo Kovacic scoring the other. Um, and I'm just looking here. Man City were 2 0 up, but then Luton actually pulled it back. Sorry, actually, there were 3 3 0 up. Um, and then it, it was pulled back to 3 2. Then uh, Holland scored his fourth goal of the game um, to make it 4 2. Then he scored his fifth to make it 5 2. And then Kovacic added the sixth um, to send the holders into the quarter final of the FA Cup. Um, also being played at the minute is Blackburn and Newcastle are still playing and it's an extra time and that which means that there's no replay 
um, after this after the fifth round matches it goes straight to extra time and penalties if needed. Um, but Bournemouth played Leicester and Leicester had actually put Bournemouth out after a 105th minute winner, which looks as if it was after an extra time. Um, and that sends Leicester into the quarterfinals um, along with Manchester City. Matches still to be played tomorrow are Chelsea versus Leeds, Wolves versus Brighton, Nottingham Forest versus Manchester United and Liverpool versus Southampton as well, which it's going to be interesting for Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool still fighting on all fronts at the minute. Um, obviously, one trophy in the bag, the top of the Premier League. You know, as I say, obviously going well in the FA Cup at the minute still. Um, and obviously in the Europa League as well. So they're still vying for all four trophies, um, which is good. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's the football side of things talked about. Um, we then will move on to review Raw, basically just going over the matches and some interesting points um, to make as well on them. So matches that we had, um, as I say, were as follows. So Nia Jax against Liv Morgan, which ended up being a Nia Jax win, but due to disqualification because Becky Lynch had attacked Liv Morgan. Oh, sorry, Becky Lynch had attacked Nia Jax. I'm sorry um, to give to give Nia Jax a win by disqualification. There's been talk that this triple there could be a triple threat for the women's championship, which would be between um, Nia Jax, Becky Lynch, and uh, Ray Ripley. Um, because obviously Ray Ripley does go on to take on Becky Lynch, but obviously Nia Jax still wants it in that in that title picture. And also, we had uh, Chelsea Green versus Ra Raquel Rodriguez. Um, obviously, Ra Raquel Rodriguez only came back there last week on Raw, took part in the Elimination Chamber match as well. And that, um, and Raquel Rodriguez uh, won this match against Chelsea Green. Then we had the match that was announced last week, or this week, um, was Imperium against Day in a straight fight, um, which Imperium went on to win. But before all that had happened, um, so Imperium were in the ring and Judgment Day had appeared. So obviously Imperium were in the ring, Gunther basically says who was coming for, who, who he wanted basically to come for his Intercontinental Championship. And basically he wanted to find out. Judgment Day came out and we haven't had the official word yet to see who's actually going to be fighting uh, for the Intercontinental Championship. Um, or what way it's going to work. But judgment, as I say, Judgment Day came out with J.D. McDonough, Finn Balor, Demi Priest, Dominic Mysterio. And uh, Dominic Mysterio kind of stepped up and was like, you know, it's like, you know, we're all going for your title and, and the title is going to be coming with the Judgment Day. But as I said, stay, there's still no official word as to what's happening with that as yet. Then... We also had a piece from so Cody, Cody Rhodes um, against Grayson Waller, um, which I think was set up from the Elimination Chamber because obviously Grayson Waller effect, and uh, the biggest Grayson Waller effect in WWE history so far. Um, had Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins on it, and I think this match was set up uh, because of that. And Cody Rhodes did pick up the win over Grayson Waller. Uh, as well. Then we move on to a women's tag team match between 
uh, Candice LeRae and Andy Hartwell versus the team of Shayna Baser and Zoe Stark, which the team of Shayna and Zoe picked up the win. Then we move on to the match between Sami Zayn and Shinsuke Nakamura, which is say has been building up for a couple of weeks. Um, but it was Sami Zayn that actually picked up the win. I'm finding it hard to believe that WWE don't really know what to do with Shinsuke Nakamura at the minute. Um, I've always rated Shinsuke Nakamura as a wrestler. I think he's great. I think he's come on leaps and bounds since his, you know, as I say, his early days on the main roster from, you know, moving from NXT to the main roster and then still hanging in there. But I feel that they need to give him a bigger push. But for some reason or other, they don't seem to be. I don't know why, but they're really to me they should be, because he is a good, he's a very good wrestler, and that, and he's not all that bad on the microphone either. Um, so, with with that being said, I'm talking about Cody Rhodes. Um, so off air, they got him a what they call a WWE exclusive. Um, so in the crowd there was a couple who were doing a gender reveal on their on their child. And who's obviously still not born yet, but they were doing a gender reveal, and basically they wanted Cody Rose to do it. And they had a, they must have had a banner saying, "Cody, will you do your gender reveal?" And he he did he, he did he took the the envelope that was given to them from them, and basically they were having he announced that we're having a, that he was having a boy. Uh, um, so congratulations to them. Um, but also, just to bring it back, um, what happened with, um, must have been about a month ago, two months ago, where Cody was actually asked to be someone's best man. Um, I think it was from a house show um, type of thing, or it might have been from another Raw, I can't remember, but I remember seeing it um, being asked, and Cody Rose like, was like, was he, you know, being serious? And then Cody Rose was like, yeah, and he's like, He's like, okay. He's like, I'm going to someone's wedding as a best man. And to be fair, he's, he is sticking to his word when he does these things. So he, like, he doesn't have to do these things. But he just, you know, he's a people pleaser. Do you know what I mean? And the fact that he's doing this, you know, for that guy, I mean, it's going to be, you know, almost a big moment for him than it is maybe even getting married. Um, but he wouldn't want to tell us about that. Uh, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, so that um, I'll say basically concludes um, the raw review um, as such. So as I say, I have no idea what is happening on SmackDown yet, but what I do know is apparently The Rock is supposed to be um, on each um, episode of SmackDown going forward for at least the next couple of weeks. Um, so he is advertised to be there. And that, um, Cody Rhodes did pull it to put a challenge down to The Rock. Uh, the Elimination Chamber, which we will talk about as well, and we'll review a bit about on that as well. Um, also, I want to draw your attention to an episode, um, a special episode that is actually airing on the Golden Nuggets channel, um, which actually is airing tomorrow. So it's actually, well, when I say tomorrow, so this is going to go out on Thursday, but this episode would actually air would aired yesterday. So it is basically a golden nugget extra, which is based on the WCW rise and fall. So I was I was joined by my good friend Ryan talking about the rise and fall of WCW, 
from basically the birth of WCW to the extinction of WCW and going over different bits and pieces of what happened over the course of those years at WCW were, were, were around for such and that. Um, talking about, you know, the mid-card stars who became, you know, main eventers, you know, talking about, you know, as I say, the old school, um, you know, big boys as such in WCW who, went, who came from WWF to go over to WCW and then obviously had some vice versa as well that came from WCW to WWF and that then being the radicals known as Perry Saturn, Dean Malenko, Eddie Guerrero and Chris Benoit. Um, and obviously we know what happened with, with them as well. So, so we'll talk about that as well. But it would be interesting. So I'd have asked my friend to come on again and potentially talk about, you know, down the line, talking about, so we'll talk about the WCW rise and fall. And obviously we mentioned about the, the Nitro and Raw Wars as such, among Night Wars, as we were known back then. But it would be interesting to see from, you know, a WWF, WWE side of things from, from that, from their side. Just to see, you know, how, because obviously they were recording their shows um, prior to that actually being, uh, before they were doing all the live stuff and that, because Nitro was being aired live, but yet Raw was recorded maybe like on a Sunday or it might have even recorded early on the Monday, whatever it happened to be. And then it was basically, you know, you had Eric Bischoff announcing results from it and this things like that, you know, but sometimes that can play into WWF's side of things where it did for one episode. And that was one of the downfalls of WCW was the fact they announced that when, when Mike Foley was going to win the WWF championship on the episode of Raw, there were so many hundreds of thousands of viewers had switched over at that moment. And I'd watched Mick Foley win the WWF Championship on Raw instead of tuning in to WCW Nitro that night, and their ratings went down, um, which took a big hit. And was one of the parts of to say why WCW um, didn't last as long as what they may should have done. But again, that is another episode to talk about that as well. So that is to say that is going to be available from, well, be available now to, to listen to on Spotify. It is only exclusive to Spotify and Amazon. It is audio only. So folks, go check it out on the Golden Nugget channel on Spotify, on Amazon. It is there with me and my friend Ryan talking about the, fall, the, fall, the rise and fall. WCW on the Golden Nugget Extra episode. If you're interested, if you're into your your older style of wrestling, if you're into likes of WCW and want to find out about it, about it, go check it out. Um, so, yes, yeah, so as I say, talking about obviously, you know, WCW there as well, um, and obviously talking about, you know, those side of those types of matches and things like that, you know, where, you know, you did have some good matches back in the day of WCW and that, you know, you'd, you know, you'd. You had some good names coming through, you know. This is, you know, the ones that we're talking about, where they were known as the mid carders back then, was the likes of Chris Jericho, Chris Benoit, Booger T, Rey Mysterio, even Raven, Billy Kidman, Dean Malenko, 
those guys that were coming through as the mid-carders, they were the ones that were basically brought up to the WWE and made a, name, made a bigger name for themselves on there. Like Jericho was a big name even on WCW. Well, he wasn't as, as big, but when the name of Jericho came over to Raw, it was a big deal. Do you know what I mean? Still one of the talked about segments in Raw history when, you know, the Millennium Countdown came on and, you know, Y2J standing at the top of the entrance with the rock in the middle of the ring with his, with his microphone in his hand. You know, saying, who the hell are you? And then Chris Jericho was trying to go, it's like, I am, it doesn't matter who you are, blah, blah, blah. And then Jericho was trying to get all the whole thing. But, but since then, Jericho, his transformation from being, you know, a mid-carder from WCW to going on to being the only man to pin Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock on the same night to become the first ever undisputed WWF WWE champion to hold both the big gold and the WWE championship as well. And then ever since then, they didn't really know what to do with him. They gave him some good, really matches, really good matches. Obviously, they had a good Intercontinental Championship run as well. And but even after that, I say just you know he, he he had done it all. Do you know what I mean? He'd won the big one, um, but he never was able to sort of capitalize on winning like the WWE Championship further on in his illustrious career, um, as of yet, and um, because it's obviously he's now on AEW, and um, so that's one of the reasons why he can't win the WWE Championship. Um, but yes, folks. So again, as I say, we have got OTT shows in Wolverhampton, Dublin, and Belfast. However. So this will go out on Thursday, but I will keep to keep out about this. So I will be flying over to Wolves uh, myself, well, flying over to Birmingham and then traveling down to Wolves for the OTT show uh, for the Friday. And then obviously traveling back on the Saturday morning for the OTT Gaff Party Show in Dublin, where we have the main event set um, as as I say, it's, it's going to be either Sonny Day or Trent Seven taking on Jay for the OTT Championship. And no matter who walks out of that one, it'll be interesting to see. We also have Scotty Davis against Leo Rush, which I cannot wait for. Robbie X against Leon Slater. Uh, and it'll be, it'll be nice to see Griffin McCoy for the first time and see him wrestling as well. And not to see what he's about. Um, he's taking, Renzo, taking on Renzo Rose. Then we have Big Demo against Bacon as well for the Dublin show. And the Wolves show, Wolves card show was shaping up to be Trent Seven versus Sammy D for the OTT Championship, Session Moth Martina against Millie McKenzie, Dan Maloney versus Leo Rush, Gabriel Kidd against Leighton Buzzard, and Robbie X versus Jordan Oliver. Uh, that is what uh, the Wolverhampton show was shaping up to be. Then we hope we've only got two confirmed matches for the OTT show in Belfast because normally they normally announce either that the night before or that day, what other matches that they have, because I like keeping Belfast a surprise to give those fans who are going to the Belfast show, you know, something to look forward to when they're there. And so the confirmed matches are the OTT Tag Team Championships between the Social Elite, who are the reigning and defending OTT Tag Team Champions, against the Draws team of Sammy D and Be Cool, 
So some say be cool is not in the draw. And then you also have Renzo Rose defending his OTTN LW Championship, which he thinks is the wrong thing to do against big, the beast of Belfast, Big Demo. Because on a technicality, Big Demo can challenge this because he resides in America. And because of that, he is able to challenge for the OTT and LW Championship, which is a stipulation that Renzo Rosa put in whenever he won the championship, that no Irish person can challenge for this championship as long as he was champion. So that will be a good match to watch as well. So that is the review from for OTT. I cannot wait for the shows. I cannot wait to, I always look forward to going on the plane. I always look forward to going on the plane. And that, um, for wrestling trip, um, yeah, there's just something about there's just something about going on a trip for a wrestling show that you know it just makes me like you know really happy to go do a show, meet friends, meet people who you know, you know, I've seen the shows before and things like that. And uh, you know, as I say, if people want to take pictures with me, obviously whenever I whenever I go to shows, I always bring a belt. But this will be the first time that this belt will be coming with me since the OTT local rumble, but this is the OTT World Championship, which will be defended over the weekend, which I cannot wait for. So I cannot, and uh, like I said, it'll be really, really good to watch, and I cannot wait for it. So, yeah, so folks, that is going to do it for another episode of the Golden Nugget. As I say, I have been your host, Rob Gold. And as I say, I will put out in social. So, obviously, if anybody wants to message in and things like that with anything that they want to talk about, um, you know, you've got, you've got me on social media on Facebook, Rob Gold, Twitter, slash X Rob Gold. Um, obviously, I'm on Instagram as well, which is the same as Facebook. TikTok, Robert Agreed with two eights. And email is goldenronrobgold at gmail.com. All these will be available to see on the description on, on Spotify, Amazon, and on YouTube when this goes out on to those platforms as well. But folks, I have been Rob Gold, the Golden One. And if there's one thing that you don't do that you need to do, that you should always do is to ignore.